If you are an HR professional, business owner, or at the operations level trying to understand what people want, you may be struggling. Our systems have been shocked, practices have been questioned, and culture is the leading conversation. Let's learn how culture is created, sustained, and why it should be the leading conversation when discussing hiring, training, and retention. This is the foundation of any business, and it's time to address it. So tune in to Let's Talk HR, humanizing the conversation. We tackle topics that influencers of change need to understand and struggle to overcome every day, such as where to start and what the new workforce wants and how to attract and keep positive momentum going. I'm your host, Leanne Lovely. This is going to be a great conversation today with Tom Manning. He is a specialist in emotional awareness and accountability. Tom is changing how managers and leaders approach accountability to get more consistent results in higher standards without anger, irritation, or avoidance. Tom, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you very much for having me. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Yeah. So why don't you start out by telling me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so uh, my name is Tom Manning, and I sort of specialised in emotional awareness and accountability, um, and sort of got into that. Um, we've done a lot of business consulting for a long time, but uh, you know, went through a period of time where some really difficult relationships and stuff like that. Had to learn a lot about my own behaviours and fear and insecurity, and how that impacted my kids and my partner and all that, and how theirs impacted me. And how you navigate all of that in a healthy way. And we sort of started to, a big part of that was taking personal responsibility. So how do I take responsibility for how I feel, how I respond, how I process what's happening to me, uh, how I react to an event, uh, all these, my choices. uh, And that's really where the accountability piece came from as we started to more and more introduce what I'd sort of experienced in my personal life into the workplace. We started to change how we approach accountability uh, so that we no longer need to avoid stuff. We don't need to rely on anger and irritation. We can deal with it in a different way, a more productive way, and an approach that just works a lot better to get more a more consistent approach. Yeah, I totally love that because um, it, I think the hardest thing for any of us to do is to actually sit down, look in the mirror, and realize, wow, am am I the problem? And then one day realize that, oh, okay, my behavior actually is, um, could be part of the issue. And, but, and you and I talked about this, you know, prior to this conversation, um, when you have children, it's the true reflection of you, right? Because there is no lying to yourself. You know, you look in the mirror and you see what you want to see. But when you have a child, you can't lie when they all of a sudden start to reflect your own behavior and do something that you're like, wait, oh my God, why are they doing that? And you go, because I do that. (laughs) You can no longer hide from it. You know, the, the eye rolls that, you know, my husband and I do sometimes to each other, my daughter does. And I'm like, oh my God, I do that. Like all the, you can no longer hide behind the, "Mm, I don't do that very often. Well, no, nope. Absolutely. So I love that, you know, the accountability piece is something that people really struggle with of, okay, I have to take accountability for my own reaction to a situation or my own behavior in this situation and realize that I'm actually impacting the people around me and creating maybe more stress of the situation. And then it's not always the other people in the room that's the problem. Yeah, you're right. And like kids are such a mirror, you know, they just mirror, they just mirror back at you. And the amount of times like we, we can be so it's, I think parenting is just the height of hypocrisy, because we shout at our kids and say, don't you shout at me? Like, hello, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> it's the height of hypocrisy. Um, we can get away with some of that more, I think, in the workplace. But yeah, as, as it uh, it, yeah, it, it just ends up being reflected back at you. Uh, and if you're willing to look at that, then it can be actually a bit uncomfortable, I think, in the beginning, because you start to realize, hmm, like I've I've actually had a much bigger impact on these behaviors than I originally thought. And now I've got to take responsibility for that. Mm-hmm. And that's sometimes tough. 
Um, That's sometimes but, yeah. tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's tough. There's no hiding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So let's talk a little bit more about your journey. You know, you you touched upon it on a high level. So, talk about your journey. You your your business is you know, um, Pathway Academy. So mm -hmm. it, right. So tell me a little bit more about how you developed and you know a little bit more into what Pathway Academy is. Yeah. So. I think it all started where, well, a lot of that started when, when I first started introducing these principles in the workplace and I was sort of figuring this all out. One of the early things I did with a client was create this career pathway. And we wanted to sort of give, like from when, you, when you, we take apprentices on, we wanted to kind of give them a clearer way or route through. That was the idea of, of these kind of roles. And one thing early on I twigged is we've got to be really clear about what the expectations are so that they kind of know what good looks like and it's easier for us to hold them accountable to those things if we need to, which we will at some time. Um, because, because one thing when, when in my own personal life, this my coach used to say clearer sooner. In our relationships, you always go on about clearer sooner, clearer sooner. So if in your, you know, you've got tension between you and your partner, clearer sooner have the conversation sooner about what is happening so that you can address it and be truthful about it and be honest about it and deal with it rather than it just fester and just be this toxic thing in your relationship so we used to go on all the time about clearer sooner so i was like well if if we're going to start with this career pathway we need to be start with clarity what's the clarity around this relationship this is what we're expecting from you. And in return, this is what you can expect from us. So we aligned it all with pay. Um, so, and they just loved this. Like these guys loved this. And what I loved the most, what, one thing that I'll always remember is we briefed it out to the, to this team. Actually, it was sort of like some subsequent teams, but in the, in the sort of rollout of this, this one guy stood up and we were asking for some feedback and he said, what I love about this is I can take more responsibility. He said, now I know what the next level looks like and what I've got to do. I can take more personal responsibility for that, you know, because I, I understand more about what the next step looks like for me. So I can take more responsibility to get there. So I was like, bam, like, that's just amazing, isn't it? That's exactly what we had to do. So you started there and, you know, sort of evolved into well how do we now help these people to grow and part of that is having honest more honest conversations how do we accelerate the rate at which we can take them through the pathway part of that is helping them to see their behavior more helping to see the downsides more but doing all of that in a constructive healthy learning based environment and how do we take the fear out of this and how to take the fear out of the relationships um uh, so yeah, that's sort of where it all developed from and hence why it's called Pathway Academy. You know, and, and it's interesting because so many people that I talk to, you know, it's, it's about transparency. It's about understanding. It's about knowing how you get from point A to point B to point C to point and so on and so on. Right. And I think this is what everybody has wanted for years. You know, my, yeah. my grandfather just went to work. He punched a clock. He did his job and he went home. He didn't care about what the managers were doing he didn't care about what the business was doing he didn't that was just brought into him that you didn't get to see or peek behind the, the curtain but the generations that are exist now they've they've had a chance to peek behind the curtain and now that they have they just want the curtain to be open right yeah they want to fully understand what is happening at the business what is happening in relationships what is that's this new this new generation this new um and it's not even just the generation it, it's the new thing everybody wants to fully understand i guess the why's the what's the who's the where's right yeah and we all seem to function better when we have clarity in what we want need mm -hmm. um are expected to do and i mean it's it's i feel like people feel more empowered when they are able to take control of their own i guess destiny and if you give them clarity on how they are capable of doing that they feel empowered 
yeah a hundred percent like like people just like to know where they stand right. and i think what when we did this pathway thing what was great is like i used to say we put all the cards on the table so look we put all the put all our cards on the table there's nothing there's nothing hidden here we've made it super transparent super clear you now know like th these are the behaviors these are the soft skills this is experience this is what it looks like this is how you need this is what the next you know if you're operating at the level above where you are now that's what this is what that looks like right. and we've spent the time taking the time to articulate that in words you know even like are you doing this more consistently is it that you're doing it to a greater depth is it that you're bringing a broader level of experience that you're able to anticipate things earlier like what is it that's different about this level versus that level and then as they they're like oh okay I get I'm now I'm starting to understand what that looks like and I can take more responsibility for it and and it's easier to have those conversations about where the gaps are because it's like look you know you're doing that but you're not quite doing it consistently enough or with enough depth or whatever and it helps with those conversations around the gaps and it feels more of a more of a, the relationship feels more like we're in this together to help you get to the next step mm -hmm. and rather than some kind of confrontational type thing and and doesn't that just seem obvious like <laughs> i mean it, it it should right it should just be like an obvious thing like yeah. you know, your manager comes to you and says hey I, I have to write you up and you're like well why well just because you know you weren't doing you weren't doing well in this and it's like well sh you know i've been here for you know, two years you would think that you sh you have a conversation with me before we get to the write-up period. But there mm -hmm. are companies out there that don't do that. They just, all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm being written up. But for what? How? It, it seems like it should be an obvious thing. Like, here's your job description. Here's what your responsibilities are. Here's how you should execute it. Here's how you blah, 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 blah. But there are companies that don't do that. They're just like, no, here's your job. Go do it. And if you don't do a good job in six months, they'll let, write you up. And you're like, wait a second. I didn't even know that I was failing. Yeah. They're like, yeah, well, we gave you the job description. Well, uh, well, it's funny you should say that. You've made me, you know, it just brings up a really great point. And I talk about one of the biggest mistakes around accountability is, is a lack of clarity around the expectations. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing that went through my head when you said that is, we have so many unexpressed, unverbalized expectations mm -hmm. that I've given you, just like you said, like you've joined the company, here's your job spec, whatever. I have a load of expectations of how you're going to perform, how you're going to behave, how you're going to react, how you're going to be in meetings. And then, but I don't express them, you know, somehow you're just meant to know this stuff without mm -hmm. me telling you. And then I get really disappointed because you don't give me the things that I didn't even ask for. I mean, how, how, you know, that's just ridiculous. Right. You would do that. Right. Well, and this is the same in a marriage or a relationship. You yeah. start dating somebody and you're like, you have this idealistic idea of, you know, like, oh, this person's going to be, you know, they're going to do this, 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 and this, and we're going to be, you know, happy and we're going to love each other. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm not happy. And then your partner goes, what do you mean? What, what, what yeah. why? you never told me that you wanted me to buy you flowers or that there was ever an expectation of, and some people are like, well, I just assumed you would know that. Well, wait, wait a second. Some women don't like flowers. Some women like to be doubted over and same. And I'm not just saying women, some men, some men prefer. And, and I, I feel like we should be at a point in our, in the world where you just have to simply say, hey, honey, I would love it if occasionally you would go out and buy me flowers and chocolate strawberry covered strawberries. Like if yeah. that was all it was, how many relationships would not fail? Well, <laughs> or, honestly, or take out the garbage. Yeah. I don't know. I, it shouldn't be just be a man's job. It should be, a you know, split equally. And can relationships, yeah. you know, if if we were just all instead of being stuck in our head of like this is what i think you should do and in and i'll keep it in my head just verbalize that in clarity yeah it, it is such a, expectations are such a massive part of relationships because disappointment is always preceded by an unmet expectation mm -hmm. so all that disappointment turns into resentment turns into toxicity and like, you know, it's just so unhelpful. And 
one of the things like in our house we have that like that my coach used to say is um ask clearly for what you want so like my kids will say um oh daddy i'm starving and i say right <laughs> are you sweetie and she'll say yeah no i'm really hungry i'll say okay so well can i have something to eat yes you can yeah what do you want like so i i won't you know unless they're making a state you're making a statement and i'm i'm being a bit pedantic about it but i'm trying to i'm being pedantic deliberately to teach them that ask clearly for what you want because what we do is we imply what we want without actually asking for what we want mm -hmm. and then we get disappointed because they didn't give the thing we didn't ask for so yeah it's such a just a that is so brilliant oh my god that is so brilliant and, and i have this conversation constantly with my daughter and then she's just i'm really hungry mommy and i'm like okay great here's an apple and then she's like i don't want an apple and i'm like oh my god and then it turns into this like event so from now on i'm yep. gonna go okay great and then i'm gonna just sit there and stare at her <laughs> Yeah, and to begin with, they just, yeah, they're like, they're waiting for something. I'm just like, I just stay quiet, you know, and they're just like, uh, well, can I have something? Well, what do you want? <laughs> well, can I have a chocolate bar? No, you can't have that. Uh, could I have a packet of crisps? No, you can't have that either. Could I have an apple? Yes, you can have that. <laughs> right, um, right. The, the, right, because you, oh my God, that's so brilliant. Jeez, I just learned something. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy you know i had this lady ring up the other day or she made an inquiry on my website she works for somebody else she, she she was inquiring about some emotional awareness training and stuff and anyway i ended up having a call with her because we don't necessarily do one-to-one -one work like that at the minute but i just got into this call with her and she's just all what she's describing is all this toxicity and confusion in in these relationships in her workplace and i sort of gave her some advice and guided her through how to approach that in a healthier way, how to get rid of some of that toxicity, because like this just isn't commonly understood, you know, like it's, it's like everything I teach is not, can, you know, it's not difficult. We're not like a common reaction we get when we do the accountability training is like, guys, so obvious when you say it, so, and it is obvious and it's not difficult. It, it's not always easy to practice, uh, like to, you know, to do it in the moment, it's not always easy, but, it's not com uh, it's not confusing it's not difficult it's, it's it's very you know like you said earlier on it's like this is, just seems so obvious when we say it um but it's not commonly understood or practiced right right no when you say it out loud you go oh god this should just be but you're right in the heat of the moment when you're dealing in, in a situation you know you go back to a work situation or you go back and and it's not that easy to remember you know not to get frustrated at somebody's you know behavior or somebody's you know an email that's being sent or you know if again and I go back to my personal situation at work um, you know I have two employees or two partners that I work with on a regular basis and they both sometimes send things to me differently and I'm like oh man I wish they could just send them to me the same and then I have to remind myself oh did I tell them that I wanted <laughs> it to be sent to me this way where I'm, I'm constantly just, I'm like, oh, it's just easier for me to fix it. And eventually then I'm like, oh, this is getting irritating that I have to fix this every time. Okay. Yeah. Well, and we deny them the opportunity to learn. Correct. And yeah. And we, we weren't clear in the first place. So mm -hmm. yeah, the, the, I like in, I have a slide in the accountability training and say, whenever you're disappointed, that, that that's a flag. When you experience the disappointment as a flag, the first flag goes up is, was I clear about what I was asking for? Did I provide an example? Have I trained them properly? Like, have we been clear about what good looks like, clear about what the expectation is? That's the first place to look. But of course, where most people look first is them. Why aren't you doing this how I want it? Right? That's the, you know, no, the first place to look is me. Was I clear about the expectation? Is the expectation clear? Yeah, yeah. And as a manager, it is absolutely, it's really easy to, to point a finger. And, and I think that's, for a long time that has well i think it still is it's still easier to blame somebody else than to look internally um mm -hmm. and that's i think that's knee-jerk reaction that the majority of the population has yeah and, it, and it's taking responsibility for that choice and taking responsibility for that reaction taking right. responsibility for that request or whatever um so yeah no absolutely walk me through um when you start to really work with with companies 
and you teach businesses, really walk me through how you start that work and, you know, yeah. what you really start with. So basically we start with the basics. So we've got like some basic accountability training, which is all about like all we've spoken about today, a lot of that, your clarity of expectations, understanding behavior. Why do people get defensive? Why do people lie? What well, all this kind of other stuff. So we start with all the basics. We talk about, you know, how, how do we have a more candid and honest conversation with somebody while helping them to feel safe? And, and they, these just aren't skills that are practiced or understood very well. And what we do is provide them just with this whole load of suite of tools. Like, you know, if this doesn't work, you can try that. If that doesn't work, you can try this. If you might need to combine a number of these different tools to get that result. And, and we really like have tried to make it super practical there's like a whole load of different tools i'll give you an example one is like i talk about deliberate ambiguity so you might say um oh like i'm not i'm not saying this is what you intended to do but this is what i've observed you know is that what you intended to do so you're just giving them room to make an excuse and talk it off and that's fine and you might have one more conversation like that and then you might introduce concerns so you might say well like I'm a bit concerned because we had those conversations, but, you know, I'd still notice this thing. So what it did, it gave them to time to see the behavior. It gave you time to establish a pattern. And once you've established a pattern, it's much easier to start turning up the volume and addressing with it, addressing it. But so often we just ignore it or don't deal with the behavior. So basically, we you know, we cover the basics, uh, all that kind of stuff breaking down silos, how do you create more united teams so teams aren't working in different directions and pulling each other in different directions and blaming each other and all that kind of other stuff. Um, so, yeah, so we sort of train like that, uh, uh, start with that, sorry, and then uh, supplement that with coaching because when they go and do this, they're going to make mistakes, they're going to, you know, avoid conversations, they're going to have a situation like, oh, they're doing this, what do I do? So, you know, just coaching them through then using those tools and applying it and then sometimes there is also some kind of consultancy, for example, a bit like the pathway approach. Well, how do we develop a leadership framework that's that's clear enough, that, you know, that we're clear enough about what good looks like? And we've had quite a lot of practice at doing that really well now. So um, there is a bit of an art to it. So there might be some consulting. Uh, there's definitely, you know, to begin with some training around some basic training, what good looks like, and then really coaching people through that as they apply it. So that's, yeah, what I would say. So do you work with um, all the manager level or does this kind of trickle down into like- Good question. Yeah. Very good question. Yeah. So the accountability stuff that I just described, that is predominantly target at, at, at people managers. It doesn't have to be. Some organizations want like, they'll have some people that are, around a management team that don't necessarily directly manage but they want to get them involved in it so that and that's fine but generally it is targeted at people managers or or leaders um but then we also do stuff with like a wider population of the team where we help really to sort of desensitize to feedback we help them to sort of see themselves a bit easier a bit better help them to understand other people's behavior a bit better help them to see their choices and how I react to something or I have choices around how I react. Do I want to get defensive this thing or do I want to do make a different choice or if, you know, so, so, and yeah, uh, like we're, 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 we're often introducing methods by which we might have a more candid and honest relationship. So we can sort of supplement that with this, with these types of sessions. So we can kind of prepare people for that really and help them to understand that, it's not a bad thing. These are good. This is a good thing. It's a good conversation. It's a productive thing. We don't need to be afraid of it. Um, and we can talk through lots of different ways in which, yeah, people can sort of process that in a healthier way. And I've got some great quotes. People often set one quote that sticks in my head. Somebody, this lady said, um, she said, it made me realize that it's okay to be wrong. You know, and I'm like, yes, like that's amazing, isn't it? You know, be she'll have been protecting herself and, you know, I can't be seen as being wrong. And like now it's OK for me to be wrong. Yes, it is. It is what we're requiring of you is to just learn from any mistake that happens. It's OK for you to be wrong and that's fine. Yeah. Many leaders are afraid that, you know, it, if they are if they are being designated as the person that's supposed to be able to have all of the answers all the time and all of a sudden you know, somebody finds out, oh my God, you weren't, you weren't right. You know, it's that, oh my gosh, well, did I just fail my team? 
many people when they when they're told or when they're not told when they are um when they finally realize that they're not required to be perfect all the time and that asking for help is okay and when your company tells you that you go oh i can stop putting this much pressure on myself and be human like everybody else yes yes that's that's a big deal it's a yeah. huge deal it, it is a huge deal. Like, like for so many of us, we spend most of our lives protecting ourselves. Mm -hmm. we, we, we don't want to feel the rejection or, or feel isolated, rejected, unwanted. We don't want to feel that. So we protect ourselves against that feeling by defending ourselves or earning approval. You know, like, like I was, you know, I needed praise and validation from people. That was one of the big things I needed to heal around myself was needing praise and validation, need to earn that praise and validation uh, versus just being okay with the fact that somebody may not like you or agree with you or you don't, you know, all that. So, yeah, so we're protecting ourselves a lot of the time. And, and it's a big thing to put that protection down, to put the sword down and the shield down and be a bit more vulnerable and open and human, uh, you know, that's a big step for some people. So, and we've got to take them on that journey a bit, really. Yeah. And well, and when you finally do it also, you also realize that you are more capable of learning new things when you finally stop trying to know everything, right? Yeah, or 100%. Or I should say, pretend that you know everything rather is the, yeah. right. So I have to assume that when you work with, or when the company brings you in, they say, I want you to work with not just the leaders, but more of the, the group that kind of falls underneath mm -hmm. them. I would assume that that is a much more success story than it's when it's just with the leaders. I'm, I'm sure that it, when it's just with the leaders, there's a great success behind that. But I would, I would you know, venture to say that when you're working with the entire group, that you're actually seeing that accountability go all the way down through out and that there is just such a, a major impact that that really truly has. Yeah. I mean that of course, from my point of view is absolutely optimal, you know, and, and it depends on where the client is at, but I, I think there's probably three things I would say, like, like what's the gold plated best solution is that there's there's senior leadership support for the approach uh, that there's good training of the management team and that there's this this wider support for for the wider group to help you know uh, process all of this in a healthy way like you were saying and and really kind of impact that wider group and help to show them what it looks like to have a healthier relationship with yourself and a healthier relationship with others and, and we don't always know what that looks like. You know, we, we just, if, if all you've known is an, a version of an unhealthy relationship, which lots of us, you know, that was where I was at, that, that's all you know, that's all you know. You know, sometimes you have to, somebody really does need to spell it out to you. And, and you know, I know on my own journey, I had lots of light bulb moments, lots of moments when I was like, oh my God. I remember this, I remember my coach saying to me something like, you know, look, feedback is just information. It's almost like, you know, zero and one on a computer screen. You know, it's just information. But what we do is we make it about us and we, you know, make it personal. It's just information. Somebody's opinion is just their opinion and it's information. Um, uh, I don't need to personalize it necessarily. I can learn from it. Uh, I'm not saying it always feels like that. But at least knowing that's what it is helps me to then process it in a healthier way. So, yeah, like it, it can be truly transformational if 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 the group goes on that journey together, because you're learning how to create a healthier relationships together as a group. And there's something very you know, a bonding around that. And we teach people how to tell the truth about themselves. Look, I'm, I'm afraid, you know, or I'm nervous about this thing and I don't feel like I've got all the answers and I feel like I should know the answers and I don't know the answers. And, and I, I, there's space for me to tell my truth and be a bit more vulnerable and, and all that kind of other stuff. Uh, there isn't so much space 
for me to exhibit unhelpful behaviors over and over again and not learn from it right so mm -hmm. we will hold you we will hold you accountable to that but if you do that if you're willing to learn if you're willing to self-reflect and you're willing to learn there's a lot of room here you know there's a lot of room here so it's a uh, very humanizing despite being at times very difficult because you're really some people do not want to let go of their behaviors right and so so at one end it's like you know your feet are to the fire but at the same time it's a highly humanizing environment so and some people just aren't used to that so it's quite a yeah it's like you've got these two what seem to be opposing things but actually they're not it's a responsible healthy relationship and that's really what we're teaching them right well, and I guess, you know, people who are incapable of letting go of those behaviors, they may, they may still just have that, I guess, that old school mentality of, I just want to simply walk into a job, punch my clock. I don't want to know anything else. I, I want to then leave and walk away and go home and, and that's it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, like, yeah. Yeah, the, I mean the the most where we've had where where we've had where you have people who are exhibit maybe they're being evasive, they're not really taking responsibility for their choices, or they're not they're just not being diligent enough in their work or something like that, and you've tried to address it, or you've or I could think of a number of examples, but where there's a pattern of behaviour that that we need to correct or does need correcting, but they just don't want to let go of that they don't want to let they want to they like the evasiveness because it gives them room to be irresponsible and make up the rules and do what they want and stuff mm -hmm. like that right um so the most common responses are uh they voluntarily decide oh this isn't the place for me anymore um they ask to step down um the least common response oh sorry or they they change their behavior you know you 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 keep the fire going until they go they work out you know, I either change this behavior or I may as well not be here, which is when they end up making the other choice. So uh, the least common response is that you end up in some kind of performance, formal performance management. But if you do, by the time you get there using this approach, you've got loads of evidence because you really put the work in to make a difference and to talk to them about their behavior and you put all that work in and you are in there committed to making this better. So by the time you get to that point, you know, if you need to do any, take any formal action, you've got plenty of evidence around what that looks okay. like and the work we did. So yeah, that's like, we found that often they end up making that you're going to lead them to this choice. We don't get to control their choices. Right. We're going to lead them to a point where they make a decision. Am I going to change my behavior? Or I'm, is this the place for me? That's often, or is this the role for me? That's the question they often end up asking themselves. And that's interesting that um, there are people out there that would choose simply just not to change and, mm -hmm. and move on to find another role where they can continue those behaviors. But there, I mean, I, I know that there are people out there that exist that, that just decide to stay stuck and I guess that's the only, I mean, the only word that I can come up with. They just, they stay stuck in that same mentality of, I want to go in. I don't want to mentally, or, you know, I'm not interested in growing beyond where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, and they, they're stuck in that. There's nothing wrong with me. It's everybody else. And that cycle just continues. Yeah. And, and there's a fairly large portion of people just sat in workplaces all around the world doing just that and people may have had to have a, may have tried to have a conversation with them they may have tried to address it but then they gave up and and because it didn't work um and that's really because and this is sort of like one of the other i talk about one of the other common mistakes around accountability is there's no consequence i can sit here and behave like this and nothing really happens like right. nobody really, there's no consequence to that. Yep. And without consequences, there's no accountability. Mm -hmm. And and sort of the business end of this is we're going to apply a consequence. Like we will try, we will be in this, we will be with you. We will, we're, we're fully committed to helping you get to where you need to get to. 
But ultimately, if we have to, we will apply a consequence. And ultimately, those consequences will lead you to a point where it's some kind of formal action. And, and we teach you the use of informal consequences that help us lead nicely to formal ones if you need to. But always the intention is to try and stop. You, would, you know, the intention at each step is to, to, to stop us, to stop moving forward. We don't want to move to the next step. Right. But we are prepared to if we have to and we have a method and a way of doing it. So, so in this approach, you can't sit there and just be stuck, like, and just go, oh, you know, I'll just stay here and just be stuck because that, that suits me, you know, like, right. <laughs> you know, it's not going to work here anymore, right. you know. And, so. Right. Yeah. And, um, and I've, you know, I, I think even on my podcast, I've talked with people and, and referenced the, you know, where companies, they know they have a, a, an individual and they make excuses for that individual's behavior like, oh, that's just so-and-so. Oh, that's just, you know, Karen or – God, of course I used that name. Um, oh, that's just Todd. He just acts like that. And you're like, wait, but that's not okay. Like just because this individual has a crappy attitude but they do a really, really good job at like maybe something that's niche at the organization – it's not okay for that company to continue to make excuses for a poor attitude or poor behavior or poor something. But there are companies that continue to do that. Yeah. And it, and it undermines trust in the relationship. Well, and it, it and it, you know. and it tells that individual that it's okay to act like that. It is okay mm -hmm. to treat people crappy. It is okay mm -hmm. to, continue this behavior and and i personally i think that they're um they're damaging that individual even more because you're you're taking away the opportunity you know especially if this is um you know such well you're taking away the ability for that person to ever grow not only mm -hmm. personally but in their career if you just allow them to continue to behave in a negative way well they're never going to they're not going to get promoted they're not going to yeah. grow personally. So I'm yeah, you're if if a company just allows that you're you're taking away you're taking we away things. We do a total disservice. It's a total disservice. And um you know I I can think of this middle manager, middle to senior manager in a in a client of mine uh who I did some work with a little while ago. And and I think that one of the massive light bulb was moment for her was I said, look um, we don't help them by not having this conversation. It's unhelpful. We are being unhelpful by not having this conversation. I think this was a massive light bulb moment for her. She was like, oh my God. Like you could literally see it in her face, almost like I've got these people in my team who are behaving in a way that is unproductive. And sometimes that's only an aspect of their performance, not mm -hmm. necessarily all of it, but you know, there's an aspect of their performance that that isn't particularly helpful. And I've sort of tolerated it and, you know, to some degree. And I suddenly realize I'm being really unhelpful by tolerating that and not addressing it and not having the conversation. And I'm only promoting a fear-based relationship. The minute I avoid this because it's more comfortable for me, then I'm afraid. And I'm not, you know, this is a fear-based relationship. This is not a trust-based relationship. If 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 you we trust each other, if I trust you, then pretty much you can say what you like mm -hmm. you know right um so we want to move to a trust-based relationship like you know that's what we're trying to develop uh not just wallow in a fear-based one right and if you have a, a middle manager who's who is affecting other people under that person you're leaving a that is a risk at your organization a risk for losing people under her or him um you're i mean that's not that's not you don't just have one employee problem you have no. an employee problem with every single other person that that person touches so if there's a bad apple right there every every single other apple that is touched by that rotting apple is at risk to start rotting. 
Yeah, and, and it affects other teams as well. I remember when I was in corporates, you know, we, we would have like another team and we're reliant on this team and they're underperforming or then or there's patterns of unhelpful behavior. I remember that one guy sticks in my head, he just wouldn't respond to stuff. He would he would respond really late. It was like it, it was so unhelpful. And this was something that was really important. We need to get fixed. Um and, and so it impacts, you know, the impacts is huge. And and imagine that when you when you roll that up around a corporation when you've got 30 odd 40 odd 100,000 people 200,000 whatever that you know you, you the compound impact right. of all of those missed conversations and all of that poor accountability and all of those behaviors that are going unaddressed and all of and you compound that it's massive right it's massive well, and here's the way, like, okay, so, you know, I have a team, I'm a team of three, like right now I've, I've got me, I've got, and then I've got two other people and, and we're expanding, we're going and um, we're, we're fairly new, you know, we've came together we're we've been together, not, not an extremely long time, but when one of us goes on vacation, <laughs> I, I just think of it this way. When one of us goes on vacation, it's, it's horrific. It's like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, help manage this other person so let's just imagine if you've got, you know, let's say we were a team of 10 and one person is just always not doing their job. Oh, my God. Like, that just wouldn't work. It just, it, it wouldn't yeah. work. Now, if you've got multiple teams relying on all of those other teams and you've got one person who's just constantly never not doing their job. And then you think of what about a production floor? If you've got somebody who's, you know always behind on something you that that takes a mass we're not just talking about a little that's a mass impact on a company one and and i i'm surprised that more companies don't get it like yeah yeah and and i think i mean i like i do this taster session and what i ask them i first of all i say what does poor accountability look like and they say oh you know missed deadlines and all this kind of impacts on the business and it impacts our ability to get stuff done if you know blah, blah, blah. And the next slide i say do you expect your managers and leaders to hold their teams accountable yes or no and you vote so of course everybody votes yes like nobody says no to the question do you expect you hold you and then i say well do you recognize any of these you know Managing leaders avoid difficult conversation particularly about behaviors managing leaders allow people to coast but yes we recognize a lot of these symptoms so it's like uh, do you teach them? Next question, have you ever taught them how to do this properly? Mm, not really. So we expect them to hold them accountable. It has a massive impact. On, poor, poor, poor accountability has a massive impact on business. We expect them to do it. We don't train them how. We're not. We're unclear on what good looks like. Like all these skills are missing. And, you know. No, the, the statistics on the amount of people, <clears throat> and, and I can't remember right now, but the amount of people who are, um, who move into management roles and that actually have management training once they move into management role the statistics on on that are are laughable yeah people get promoted into manager roles with zero management training zero they get the the um you know like this is how you do your job this is the you know like day to day what you're responsible for if you need to run a budget or you if you're running a department here's your P&Ls here's your this but when it actually comes to oh now you have three direct reports or now you have five direct reports nobody actually <clears throat> sits down with them and says okay so let's actually do the manager training let's actually mm. talk about how you lead people that never actually takes place they're just like okay here's your new responsibilities yeah. Nobody really says, okay, so you're going to go into this leadership training. You're going to learn what it takes to be a healthy, strong leader and manager of people. Like the statistics on that are like only, I think it's like only like 15 or 20% of, of managers or leaders get some type of manager training. I mean, yeah. that's, that is laughable. It, it should, it, it that is. number should be a hundred percent. Yeah. And the ridiculous thing is, the crazy thing is that, like, some of the stuff that we teach is so easy to teach. Like, you know, I said earlier, like, it's like people come in here and say, oh, like, this is so obvious when you say that, that, say how. that, de- that deliberate ambiguity thing. I've got this, like, um, like a micro learning course. It's like literally, it's like, you know, 
10 swipes on your phone, you know, and there's little video in it. It's like, you, you know, you spend 10 minutes on this. This is going to ch totally change how your ability to address behavior where you need to in a productive and healthy way. It's going to transform your ability to do that. Like in, in 10 swipes of your phone, you know, it's like, it's not difficult to teach. It's just not being taught. And uh, right. yeah, so it's a bit of a, yeah, yeah, criminal sort of thing. But, you know, like, it is what it is. And, you know, it gives me work. So <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I love it. I love it. And it's it's what I most love about this is that it came from a personal development of your of your, uh, of you. You know, there was a time in your life where you went through a personal development and kind of went, wow, this is um, this is something that other people could learn from and and i love that that's where the passion for what you do i can you know clearly tell that you have passion for this um and that's what makes you i'm assuming so successful at it because you yourself at one time went down the same journey that went down the same you know learning about this and, yeah. and trying to and and i think at one point we all kind of kind of step back and do that um we're like again looking in a mirror going oh my gosh um but yeah uh, and if you would are open to sharing a little bit more about your your personal journey um and again i'm not asking you know tons yeah. of details but what whatever you're willing to share about that yeah i have something i have something i could say on that um I think one thing I was sort of reflecting on as you were saying that is <clears throat> a lot of like I some of this stuff we teach some of these tools for me was born out of an intensely difficult period in my life like intensely navigating some intensely difficult relationship issues that that were fairly horrendous you know and and I, and I had to learn how do I how do I deal with this in a healthier way mm -hmm. and get a healthy result. And I made lots of mistakes in that process, by the way. Right. Um, but, but yeah, so I think that's where like my heart's in it because there's, there's my own sort of, I'm reluctant to say trauma because that makes it sound, mm -hmm. but you know, that, that there's, there's, there's a lived experience here right. that is meaningful and impactful that had, you know, a personal experience so when I'm sharing this stuff, I know, I, I know that, you know, you do this, this will change your relationships because it changed mine. Right. This will change how you experience your life and your relationships and it will reduce conflict and all this kind of stuff and help you to navigate this in a healthier way. I know that because it did it for me. That's uh, awesome. So it's, you know, it's a lived experience. Um, and, and I was lucky enough to have somebody who could, navigate help me navigate that at a time and i remember him saying to me he said uh this was at the start uh he said to me you're in so much fear i could cut it with a knife <laughs> right yeah. so you know like i had to deal with this fear and this insecurity and this old pain and then i had to go and deal with my relationships and so um yeah so everything we put together uh is born out of those experiences and really you know when i when i really in the early days even before the pathway thing it was like oh how do i take this thing you know i'm, I'm talking about how do i have healthier emotionally healthier children how do i have an emotionally healthy relationship how do i how do i translate that into a workplace environment mm -hmm. it took me a long time to i just try i it's, it took years to translate the language i literally had to translate all this language i learned and so I, you know, now it's just rolls off. Oh yeah, we need this accountability training. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, it did, I had to figure all that out and along the way about how we translate all this languaging so that it's meaningful, productive, useful, um, pragmatic, you know, like we teach this. If you came along, you would be like, you think that this would always been like this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, that's perhaps what I have to say, yeah. Well, that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful. So we're coming to time and I want to ask the question mm -hmm. of the season. If you could go back to your younger self and give yourself advice, when would you go back and what advice would you give yourself? So I found this really hard, this question, because 
um, I, I genuinely would struggle to know how to answer it. I, I think, I think the best answer I would say would be like, relax, it will be okay. I, I think often I've been in a hurry to fix something, to get something addressed and all that and, and, and find the learning process difficult, you know, like I want the learning process to just speed up so I can get out this thing, you know, but, but it's in the learning process that was where the magic was. And I look back and I kind of think, you know, if I hadn't have gone through, if I could wind back and say, oh no, don't go down there, go down here. Well, then I'd miss the learning, you know? So, and I wouldn't be here if I hadn't have gone down there anyway. So well, I can't tell him not to do that. <laughs> so it's, I think it was more like, well, the best wisdom I can perhaps give him would be relax. It will all be okay. <laughs> That's awesome. That's mm. awesome. So if somebody wanted to reach out to learn more about you, learn more about Pathway Academy, how would they go about doing that? So you can go on our website, thepathwayacademy.co.uk. We probably will come up with a .com site at some point, but right now it's .co.uk. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, so easy to find Tom Manning on LinkedIn, Pathway Academy. You can email me, tom at tommanning.co, not .com or .co.uk, .co. You email me. Um, so, yeah, just multiple ways you can get in touch. You can log an inquiry on the site. You can email me, get in touch on LinkedIn. Um, posting a lot all the time, so feel free to connect or whatever. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. And that will also be in the show notes. So if anybody wants to reach out, they can find that in the show notes as well. But Tom, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today. It's been an awesome conversation. It has. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Thank you again for listening to Let's Talk HR. I appreciate your time and support. Without you, the audience, this would not be possible. So don't forget that if you enjoyed this episode, to follow us, like us, or share us. Have a wonderful day.